0: You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. A couple of years ago, I was asked to speak at a TEDx conference about holiday hunger in Bath. That is, children and families going hungry in school holidays when free school meals and breakfast clubs aren't available. I started that talk with this quote from American playwright Howard Zinn. Small acts, when multiplied by millions of people, can transform the world. That seems to me to be a brilliant way to think about community work and the impact it can have. Much like many other areas of church life, community work at its core is about transformation. In this case, radical community transformation, where God's love transforms people's lives in amazing ways, through practical support provided by church communities. Here at Oasis, we express that as working to create a community where everyone is in, where everyone is valued, where everyone thrives and enjoys life in all its fullness. When you hear the phrase community work, you might already have an idea of the type of things this could mean. It's a really broad category. Some different examples include housing, Healthcare, care, education, youth work, bereavement care, befriending, women and children's work, finance, including credit unions, food insecurity, employability, outreach and preventative work, street pastors, environmental championship, social enterprise, advocacy and campaigning and addiction. That's not an exhaustive list. Essentially, community work tackles social injustice in whatever form that manifests itself to ensure that everyone, regardless of their background and their starting point, can reach their God-given potential. What do we do here at Oasis in Bath? Well, locally and nationally, Oasis does loads of different community work. If we think about the list I've just read, we either do much of it now or have done so in the past. A number of years ago, a visiting church talked about seeing our church doors open wide to the city. At the time, they weren't open much from one Sunday to the next. In 2005, a series of prayer meetings led to the same conclusion and we started by opening our doors to 12-step support groups who needed a safe place to meet in the city centre. We identified our focus as a church as being blessed to be a blessing, with blessings overflowing into our community. Five years ago, we started Make Lunch, our holiday hunger project, because the issue had been identified and a chance conversation followed about how we could do something to respond to this. In 2018, we joined with Oasis and we've built on all of this to do even more now. If you want to know more about the specifics, please do visit the projects page on our website www.oasisbath.org. In thinking about what I might say today, I was interested to know what other Christian denominations had to say about community work. It was really clear that whatever wording or term that was used, community action, mission, community work, the premise was central to all. I'm going to share just a couple of examples of this. Oasis exists to build strong, inclusive communities that work together to fight inequality and create opportunity for all. As part of the Oasis family, we believe that being a hub for the community in every way, spiritually, socially, emotionally, physically, is what Jesus had in mind for church to be, because people matter to God. The Church of England says community action is right at the heart of the work of our church and has been for centuries. Part of our mission includes pastoral care, social action and engagement with the social, economic and political structures that affect people's lives. The URC talks about community work as initiatives and projects to transform individuals, churches and communities. The Methodist way of life talks specifically about service saying, we will help people in our communities and beyond, we will care for creation and all God's gifts, we will challenge injustice. The Baptist Union's values include sharing a hunger for God's coming kingdom, nurturing a holy discontent that arises from our desire to give practical expression to our vision of God's purpose for creation, confronting evil, injustice, and hypocrisy, and challenging worldly attitudes to power, wealth, status, and security, both within and beyond our union. I'm sure, as I did, that you noticed a number of similar words and phrases popping up across these different expressions of community work. Social action, injustice, inequality, challenge, transformation, holy discontent. I love that phrase. We're encouraged to have a holy discontent to challenge the injustice around us, to not accept the status quo, and to seek to challenge and change the very structures at the heart of our societies that create these inequalities. So far, I've talked about what the definition of community work could be and what other Christian organisations say about how important it is to them, which reflects our own position at Oasis of holding community work as a central part of our faith. I want to explore next why we all hold this as a common aim and the answer, it won't surprise you to hear, lies in the Bible. There are a number of themes running through the Bible. The greatest of them all, of course, is love. God's love for us and his desire for us to live in harmony with him. One of the sub themes which runs through the laws, the prophets, the gospels, acts and the epistles is justice for the poor and oppressed, those for whom the odds are stacked against. Why is this? Well, it seems to me that it comes down to two key things. The first of those is the first two commandments God gave to Moses in which Jesus reminds us of in Matthew. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbour as yourself. When he's asked who is my neighbour, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan to show that everyone is our neighbour. And in the parable of the sheep and the goats, he says, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So, we are called to love everyone, a radical, everyone-in, relentless love, where our desire is that each and every one of us should experience life in all its fullness. The second key thing is God's desire for us to live in harmony with him. In the Velvet Elvis, Rob Bell says, Salvation is the entire universe being brought back into harmony with its maker. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we ask, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which is the same thing we're asking for, living in harmony with God. I've recently reread Tom Wright's book, The Lord and His Prayer, where he takes each phrase and really unpicks what he thinks it means. When he talks about thy kingdom come, he is very clear that the disciples knew this to already have been fulfilled by the coming, death and resurrection of Jesus. That when they prayed this prayer, it was in the full knowledge that the kingdom of God was already here, not yet in all its final glory, but equally not something they were to passively wait on. Wright goes on to say, praying thy kingdom come means seeing the world in binocular vision with the love of the creator for his spectacularly beautiful creation and with the deep grief of the Creator for the battered and battled scarred state in which the world now finds itself. And if we pray this way, we must of course be prepared to live this way. We can only pray this prayer if we are prepared to mean, make us kingdom bearers. In other words, this can't be a passive prayer, a hope that God will make everything perfect sometime in the future. We are responsible as part of God's church for doing everything in our power to bring that salvation, that fullness of living in harmony with God, ever closer. Jesus doesn't talk much about church as we might think of it. He talks about the kingdom of God. What might that look like? Well, that brings us back to the passage in Isaiah Julia read from earlier. When I read this, What I hear is a stern rebuke from God for a people who thought they were doing the right things. They were worshipping God, studying, praying and fasting, all things we might associate with church. God is very clear with them. Those things alone are not enough to ensure their salvation. He says that only when they are directly ensuring justice for all in their everyday lives, then they'll be doing what he expects of them. I'm going to read verses six to nine of that passage again. This is the kind of fast day I'm after, to break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill clad being available to your own families. Do this And the lights will turn on and your lives will be turned around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. What God wants of us is not just to study, to worship, to pray and to fast, but to live out our lives with the real and practical outworking of love for people and our planet as central to our lives following Jesus. This is why we do community work. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.